It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Jerry Recco will be back uh, tomorrow. So I've got the Eddie Scazzeri with me today. Oh, hi there, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. It's been a while since, uh, well, since I've done one of these, since I was uh, I was on vacation and I was ill. Uh, you went to see James Taylor. Yes, up at Tanglewood. Where, where is Tanglewood? In the Berkshires. Is that New York? Massachusetts. <laughs> I nailed this so far. Yeah, you did. Um, is this like a little bougie place you got to see him at? Just the man and his guitar, or did he do full band situation? Oh, no, it's his full all-star band, as oh, is the that right? shirt says, yes. Uh, and it's a historic venue in yeah. the Berkshires, Tanglewood. They do a lot of orchestral music, symphonies, that sort of thing. It's affiliated with the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Oh, nice. And they have Elvis Costello was there, I think, just a few days before... James Taylor was, and they have other artists. Elvis Costello is playing with somebody interesting. I can't remember who, but I, I recall. So his... not that interesting. Well, <laughs> no, like I recall when I saw it, I was like, that's interesting. Okay. But not enough that I remembered that. Like it was enough where I was like, let me see if they're playing in my area. Mm-hmm. And they're not, unfortunately. No. Maybe it was Nick Lowe, the dude who sings Cruel to be Kind. Maybe. All right, so you go see James Taylor. Yes. He does all the hits, I hope. Yeah, he did uh, everything but um, Handyman, mm-hmm. and he didn't do Mockingbird. Mock-ing. Yeah. Bird. But, which he could have done with some of his backup singers. Yeah. But it would, not the same without Carly Simon. How many uh, songs would you say he plays? Like, when you got done, were you like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness this I has been going on? I think probably about 21 yeah. or so. Yeah, I've been trying to keep an eye on that, like... I went to see Bruce Springsteen, and the guy's playing 29 or 30 songs a night. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It is. Like, that's a lot to sit through, especially, I don't know if James Taylor does this with any songs. I'm going to say he doesn't. But, like, Bruce Springsteen sometimes plays, like, a 15-minute version of a song. It's like, bro. No, Taylor does not. And I I knew, I I would say about, because he did a few covers also. Okay. There were probably two or three of his songs which I was not familiar with. Is that right? But it was, you know, they were. It sounds like James Taylor. They were just pleasant about James his Taylor voice that is just, you know, sort of iconic and soothing. And did he look old? Uh yeah. I mean, he's seventy five, but not like you know decrepit or anything. Yeah, he was still moving around. Okay, I mean, not bouncing around, but still. Yeah, he wasn't a running side no, down from well, stage. It's, it's not that kind of. Crowd. Yeah. And, you know, I was probably on the younger side. You were the, a younger guy yeah. there. Let yeah. me ask you this. A lot of standing or did everyone stay in their seats? Well, okay, so they have this, this performance venue, which holds about 6,000. And then they sell lawn seats, which is for that show was sold out, was an additional 12,000 
on this lawn. And the gates open at 5. So you get there a little before 5. And, and for the lawn, you can bring basically whatever you want. They're not checking anything. No no metal detectors, nothing. You stab each other up there if at the James Taylor show. Bring, uh, guns and stuff. Yeah, and shoot should, but, each other. No, but that's not, again, not that kind of crowd. So right. people bring, you know, they picnic on the lawn. So you get there about five. You set up. You you have, like, you know, dinner and wine. And it was a very cool experience. And then it rained on us. And not lightly. It was pouring on you. Uh, for about uh, t- 25 minutes. But we had, like, umbrellas and rain jackets. But it's just, like, it was just kind of a cool vibe anyway. Did he do fire and rain when it was raining or it was not raining? No, no. Well, this was, it rained before the concert. This is, again, it rained about Oh, while six you were hanging out. Just waiting for the thing to start. And I don't know if he cut the set a little bit short because the fireworks had to start at, like, you know, they can't go too late. Yeah. So... You know, and, the, and as soon as basically his he was done, he did an encore, and then the uh, fireworks basically started as we were walking back to the car. They're going to do that at Jones Beach and at PNC Bank Art Center. If you're on the lawn, no metal detectors, whatever, whatever you can get in there. You want to bring a hammock to lay in, whatever it is. Well, first come, no, first serve. Like, if you had a lot of people had pop up tents, you know, yeah. those pop up. Oh tents? yeah. Um, you just couldn't have uh, the sides up on it, but every there were about you know two hundred pop up tents. It looked like yeah, I, I can't do the lawn seats anymore at these places. Maybe at a James Taylor thing where you yeah. get a very calm old people Correct. audience. Correct, but I'm not going to anything where there might potentially be people in their twenties or thirties. Yeah, on a lawn, no way. Yeah, it, but it was uh, it was a neat thing. We also were you know. In the area, in the next town down is Stockbridge. I don't know if you, you're familiar with Alice's Restaurant. Yes. Okay. So that's where that is? That's where the town was. Oh, Right okay. there. Did you stop by that? Uh, well, it's no longer... It changed names and all. And then it was most recently uh, Teresa's Stockbridge Cafe, but that's actually closed. It's now a Fuddruckers. No, it's just, it's just a vacant situation. Oh. So, but you could see where it was. And then we actually, I don't know how familiar you are with the song. Like it starts, like he goes to Thanksgiving dinner at a church, uh, a former church that his friends owned, and they had Thanksgiving dinner. And then they took the garbage from the church and dumped it. They were wanted to go to the town dump. It was closed on Thanksgiving. And then the whole thing ensues, and he got arrested. And But anyway, the, the church is now, uh, it's owned by Arlo Guthrie. And it's uh, the Guthrie Center. So we stopped there. And it was, it was a whole cool thing. So you made a little uh, weekend getaway or something. Yeah, we were up there for like four, five days, five days. You drove up there? Yeah. Yeah, about three hours or so. Oh, that's not terrible. Bad. That's not terrible at all. No. And you just stayed home and recovered. I stayed home and recovered. Interestingly enough, uh, you know, I had to go all the way to Indiana to see John Mellencamp two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. On Thursday night, they started this thing on the, in Bradley Beach. They do uh, songwriters on the beach. Mm-hmm. They did this last year too. I never hear of, never heard of the people. And this who, was the, like the the two days after the fourth. Yeah, okay. this just this Thursday it just passed. But they were going to have Steve Forbert, mm-hmm. who. 
everyone, I would think not everyone, but a lot of people know he had a hit in the 70s called Romeo's Tune. Do, 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 do. Which Keith Urban, countrywise, uh, country side of things, redid in 2007, had a hit with it. Mm-hmm. So I think people would know it, but it was like a free thing on the beach right across the street from my house, which was perfect. Like literally? Literally, like I walked across the street and there's Steve Forbert. Mm-hmm. And it's something cool to, to see a live version of an old song. Yeah. By the person who did it For all sure. those years ago. Yeah. Like the, all the James Taylor songs. And who who else are, uh, is going to be in this series? I don't know. There's no one I ever heard of. He was oh. the only one. <clears throat> but he also lives like a town over in Ocean Grove. Okay. Um, but it's put on by this uh, radio station, Brookdale Community College Radio, 90.5 mm-hmm. The Night. I say they were playing their radio station while they were setting up. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know any of the songs, but they had a nice like kind of uh, indie, alternative, rocky vibe that I was digging. I might check them out. And then there's a station, I think it's 100.7 down by you, The Breeze. The Breeze, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I like that when I go down the shore after after W-O-L-D fades out, the one up by me, then I can pick up The Breeze. Yeah, and if you're down there, you could also pick up 107.1 The Boss and listen to Mark Chernoff. Yeah, you could do that. Are they uh, classic rock? Classic rock, yeah. Classic rockers, And the man. Hawk is still there, right? Yeah, I don't know the Hawk very much. I know there's the Point, there's the Rat. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could be the Rat and not play some version of hard rock yeah. metal. That's where Jerry used to be, right? Is the Rat? No, Jerry was at Jerry was at G1063, which is now Thunder 106 Country. Oh, okay. Also very good. Why did I think he was at the Rat? I don't know. Or was his show called The Rat or something? No, like? the, the Morning Wreck. Oh, wreck for Recco. Uh, excellent. Jerry's morning wreck. Then, unfortunately, uh, during this uh, break, right after I got uh, my COVID diagnosis, mm-hmm. my father fell, broke his hip. Oh my goodness! That is a yeah, That's a game changer. Yeah, the broken hip on an old person. Is it going to be a replacement situation? No, they already um, repaired it. Okay, but now he's just in like rehab. Yes, but it is. Is a- he at a rehab? facility or he doing is, it at home no he's at a rehab facility yeah yeah i, I don't know. think my mother could handle that yeah you know i i went through that I've, as you know with my dad yeah. and then my mom and all the whole thing so that's a certain thing when a when an older person breaks their hip man that is the um that is your body saying yeah time to shut it down soon yeah my mom broke her hip and my dad actually had his hip replaced so both in their you know 80s i always get so. the hip and, and this is what i thought uh when it happened to my father I always think of the hip and I think of the pelvic bone, which is not. Mm. The, the hip is that like the ball joint that yes. goes into yeah, your yeah. Uh-huh. into your leg. I yep. mean your leg into yes. that thing. Yep. But I always think like you could crack just like if you get a hip replacement, I think your whole pelvis is coming out. No, no. It, yeah, they it's and it's they they've got that surgery down. Like my dad had it and he within hours they had him standing up and walking. It was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I also hear, like, when I hear someone breaks their hip, you think it just snaps. Yeah. But it's just like a... Yeah, yeah. It could be a hairline sure. fracture and really screw you so up. So is he, is he doing okay? Uh, he's, he's, he's rough. He's looking rough. Mm-hmm. But um, he seems to be getting better the last couple of days. Like, he was doing that thing sometimes where the old people don't want to eat. Yeah. 
he was shutting that down. He was shutting down the food situation. Well, I see. Yeah, that's a bad sign. Bad sign. But then they pumped him up with some uh, IV fluids, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "All right, let's, have, let's get some food in here." Okay. Well, that's that's so good. That's better. Yeah. And mentally, he's okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's got the Louis Body's uh, situation, which is like a Parkinson's mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So he has his better days uh, than others. But uh, that's a that's a weird that's a weird one when you see. You know your folks in a in a oh for sure different situation oh, yeah and it's like yeah and in yeah so you've visited a few times. yeah I went down a couple times yeah yeah how and how is it near where he's living it is right near where he's living so about an hour from me mm-hmm. but uh, yeah and he's like you know sometimes he talks to himself and I'm so fascinated by the human brain in that situation yeah, I know you are. right like what what is he seeing. Mm-hmm. And what is he having? Who is he having a conversation with? Mm-hmm. You know, it gets very confusing. Yeah, now, sure. other times it's very, other times not only is it very clear, but it's very like, oh, that's my father. Like he 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 randomly he wanted his um the the clothing that they put on you in hospital, which is buttoned up, mm-hmm. and he he was trying to tear at the buttons. He was being very fidgety. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, he goes. I go, what what are you looking for? He goes, unbutton this. He goes, I don't want to. I go, why do you want me to unbutton it? And he gave me this dead look in the face. He goes, because I don't want it buttoned anymore. I was like, oh, right. right. And like, it's for that split second, he was the authoritarian right. father again. Exactly. Crazy. And yeah. then right back into like uh-huh. being in rough shape. But I was yeah. like, yeah, in moments where it's like, that's the, that's the authoritative yeah, it's father. So, it's so it's a, you know it's just a, everybody goes through it or yeah. most people go through it, but yeah, it's not fun. But hey, it's part of the deal, right? Part of uh, the deal, right? Now, now, did Gina get COVID or did she? No, not? she, she did not. She's staying with me because her house I is know. being rented. Yeah, no, she got lucky. She did not get COVID. No, good for her. Now, did she get all the boosters? She did, and of she had COVID situation. She did, and she had COVID previous. So she, who knows, she may be. Yeah, super amazing. And I got all the boosters, like uh, however many there yeah. were for you know by the diabetes, the whole thing. So, um, and of all all of our crew here, I'm the only one who has not tested positive. I know. I was so excited when I was part of that. I felt like you and I, Eddie, we mm-hmm. made it through all this COVID. Well, now if it makes you feel better, yeah, I probably had it over Christmas time. But it was just like, hey, no, I thought I had cold or whatever. And then then my wife, a few days after Christmas, she wasn't feeling well. So she tested and she had it. And she says that I had it and gave it to her. But you but can't I, confirm that. Uh-uh. No, I still I, I have never tested positive. Correct. So that's on you. Yeah. And then, you know, people were yelling at me on Twitter. Why, why would you even test yourself? Who cares? But, and it was because of my father got hurt, sure. and I didn't want to go down there no with COVID. No, they, spread it around everybody. Well, and no, he's compromised and he's yeah. old, and the whole thing, and no good, no good. No, you guy, if you just you did you tell the people about your dad, or or did you? Not no, even I get didn't into even. It? I didn't even get into oh, it. Oh, because the Twitter you know that's losers. the obvious reason, and also like you said, to eliminate. Yeah, I wanted to eliminate else. it so then I could know not to go to and, the doctor. And it's not in this area, but down in Florida, malaria has come back. What? The mosquito disease? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is it spread only through mosquitoes? I believe so. And But yeah, but malaria is like, it was kind of eradicated here. Yeah. 
and it's treatable for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's back in Florida at least. You should have brought that up when uh, Gio was talking about those uh, green. What do they call them? Horse flies. Yes, the green horse flies. They like malaria is back, making yeah, a strong comeback. Yeah, those green flies. Those are the ones that uh, go on dog uh, manure. Yeah. Well, I think Weird. this might be a different one, different horse but, yeah, fly. But you see the green eyed flies yeah. on, on the dog. Disgusting. Poop, like almost immediately, which is amazing. <laughs> They know. Yeah. They know what it's out Mm -hmm. and about. Yeah. They go flying right to it. And back before science, like people used to think that they sprung from the poop. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They thought like, like, um, well, that's what's weird is those maggots, like how they, maggots will just appear though, right? Or no? Well, no. Something has to lay an egg on it. Like, yeah, exactly. A maggot egg. Yeah, well, it's flies usually a lot of times. Oh, or see, other there, insects. There was a time where I thought maggots just appeared in, um, like, s- spoiled meat. Yeah, well, but but it's because something lands on it, lays eggs, and then the whole thing starts all over. That's a weird thing in the animal kingdom. The mm-hmm. fall, I guess, the insect kingdom. Mm-hmm. You landing on manure, sour meat, and yeah. then just dropping your eggs there. Yeah, well, hey, Jerks. you know that's uh, how they evolved. Yeah. Oh, what else you got going on? <laughs> what else do I have going? on? Well, I know you're going on another vacation. Yes, going to Iceland. That's going to be an extended one. Yes, that's uh, nine days out of work. Nine days gone. Mm-hmm. Iceland. All right. Yeah. How far of a flight is that? Uh, it's not as bad. It's uh, maybe about four hours. I think it's not terrible. Four hours. That's it. Yeah. Like to get to Phoenix is to get to Iceland is the same. Well. Phoenix is a little longer. Yeah, Phoenix like five hours. Yeah, well, maybe it's five, but like it's it's quicker than you've flown over to Europe, right? I have, yeah. So, oh, is are we are we done? It's right. almost set up. Almost. Right. <laughs> well, Eddie and I were talking about how did you know maggots don't just appear on spoiled meat? That they are eggs that a fly lays on the spoiled meat larvae. first. Larvae, yeah. Correct. Carcass. Yep, on dead items. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Why are you guys talking about larvae and maggots? Not I, sure. I, I don't know exactly. How oh, because Eddie said oh. uh, malaria is back in Florida. Yes, it is. Kick yeah. back in the gear, so, so beware. That's a, that's a good time. Yeah, but yeah. then we'll get it next. Malaria. Yep. Now we're gonna get the malaria soon. You'll hear about it. Yeah. If you guys get on that tomorrow morning, you could be one of the first to bring it up. But uh, malaria is coming to New York City. So. Right, let's take a uh, – oh, not take a break. It's over. Yeah, it's over. we got to get out of here. Um, a warm-up show next. Jerry back tomorrow. Yeah. So, so. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
This boy isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning to you. My name is Al Dukes. I'm back from my COVID... Uh situation hiatus back from my uh i first went to go see john cougar camp. <laughs> then somewhere along that line i got the covid and people are like why would you even test for covid why do you care i wanted to eliminate things here's why i tested for covid because i knew if i had covid i didn't have to go to the doctor because i knew what i know what it is you know what i'm saying CeeLo? sure that makes sense people attacked me process of, of elimination yeah Mm. Then I got a good hilarious laugh as people on uh, Twitter were calling me a liberal, which is just hilarious <laughs> if you know anything about me. Wait, wait, wait. Just because you tested for COVID? I, I, yeah, because I didn't come to work oh, okay. and okay. tested for COVID, then <laughs> I'm a hardcore liberal, which is just, just rich. Right. Comical. Just rich. Which also felt terrible, which is why you stayed home. I stayed home. Right. I mean, I was, uh, uh, yeah. The one day I was like, I felt like I was on my deathbed. I wanted to put my head in a vice. One of uh, those gimmicks. So you've experienced it now. Yeah. You're done with it. You come out the other side. It happened. Yeah. And now we move along. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I got the the very weaker version of it. You know, it's very weak now. This COVID is very weak. It's only a wacky for a, a day or two, three days. That's it. But not like it. I think if you got that early COVID, you were in trouble. That's what you get for going to see John Cougar Mellencamp uh, yeah. out of state. And a lot of people will blame the airplane. I blame uh, hotel pillows. You're putting your face right in that where everyone's breathing and it's just a sponge for disease. Yeah, I'm what do out. they do with those? You know, Nothing. Go, uh, right? They, they, they change wa- the pillowcase. Yeah, they wash the pillowcase. That's about it. That's it. All right. You're breathing right into that. I'm going to start bringing my own pillows. Yeah, that's great for air travel. <laughs> <laughs> the one When we were at the Super Bowl in San Francisco the one year, uh, we got to the hotel and Gina found the pillows to be smelly. We went to targeting at $4 pillows. There you go. We have fresh pillows the whole now, week. And then you just discarded them. them when you were done. We Toss! left them. We no. actually, we just left them in the hotels if they for were somebody else. new hotel pillows. Well, fresher than probably the ones they were using for others. It seems that way. Mm-hmm. Now, where is Jerry? Uh, he is on his way back from Williamsburg, Virginia. He's lazy. He's lazy. <laughs> oh, a little little lazy. league baseball. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what version of bay, but some type of youth baseball. So yes. now, uh, Boomer and Gio will be here today. That's correct. Uh, all week, mm-hmm. and then uh, the rest of the week, everything's. Eddie is here across from me. Right. I'm here. Jerry will be back tomorrow. Yeah, I'm the only Normal outlier, week. and it's just for today. Okay. Yes. Normal week this mm-hmm. week. Now we have hit the All Star break, Cielo. Indeed. As I went and uh, you know how I know this? I went to see who the starting pitchers were for tonight. <laughs> I did this yesterday. The only reason you knew? No, 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 I did this yesterday while the games are going on. I was like, let me. I said, Still. I'm pretty sure this is the All Star break, but let me double check. Okay, okay. And then, yeah, no games. Uh, so the Mets here, CeeLo. I looked at Diego. Let me see. Like this is always a good time of the year when we go. Let's see where we are. Where In are the we standings? At? Just where are we right. as as Mets and Yankees? I take a look at the Mets. They're um, eighteen and a, 
18 and a half games back from the division lead. Yeah, well, that's that's more about the Braves, I'd say, than it is the okay. Mets. Okay. But if you want to go wild card standings. Seven back in the wild card, which yeah, is a lot. Not great. Now, not great. Not insurmountable, especially when you look at the teams that you know are ahead of them. In the so, wild card? Yeah. I mean, look, they haven't played well, right? The Mets are what? They're seven games under? Or they're six 42 games and 48. So right. Six so six games, games under. under. They had a nice little week, but then a couple losses over the weekend to San Diego after that nice Friday night win. So they've... Uh, they have not played up to expectations, as we know. No one would suggest that they have. But, I mean, we've seen teams blow a seven-game lead in the final month of the season, no less after the All-Star break. True. So it's not out of the question or insurmountable, but at some point they're going to have to put together some more consistent play other than one six-game winning streak followed by back-to-back losses. Yeah, it was one of the things when I was out. Man, the Mets were just winning every morning. I'd yeah. get up, I'd go, let's take a look at this Mets situation. Another win. Seemed like they were back. Seemed like they were back. Even when they had won six straight and then they lost the game, I go, they're going to go right back on track. Yeah, it's like, ah, you know what? You ran into uh, tough Blake Snell, David yeah. Peterson. You know, here we got Scherzer going Sunday. And then uh, first inning, Manny Machado, three-run homer, and seal it. Yeah, so what do you give up? Uh, five runs? Yeah, two homers to Machado. Three-run shot and a two-run shot. Yeah, two mm-hmm. homers to Machado. This uh, Max Scherzer, he stinks on ice. Yeah, it's just on it's more ice. so it's become a trend now, right? You had the Braves last year down the stretch of the regular season. The start against the Padres in the wild card series. You had the start against the Braves earlier this year, followed by the start against the Yankees. And now another one where, hey, rubber game, Padres going to the all-star break, want to feel good, need to feel good yeah. going into the break. And he gave you a, a bit of a dud. Yeah. Well, yeah, they go, uh, they show the, so he gives up the three run home run in the first inning. Then they're like, Oh, look at him. Shut them down for a couple innings. And then uh, Manny Machado comes back up. It's another home run. Yes. Now, fair Joe Musgrove, uh, you know, Mets didn't really do anything with him. So, yes. um, you know, and that's, that's the part dude, of it too. That's the dude who last year shut them down, right? And the they shiny were, ears. Yeah, shiny yeah. ears. They yeah. were checking his ears. That was a weird, because I watched that video again this morning, the um, the umpire rubbing Correct. his, Joe Musgrove's ear. Yeah, was it was very, a little uh, creepy. Sensual. It was very sensual. <laughs> it was, right? I would agree. That's the best word probably to use to describe it. And it almost looked like um, Joe Musgrove was like enjoying it, like how you <laughs> rub your dog's ear. Like, ah, oh, yes, you hit the right spot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. And and it just, worked out nicely for the Padres in that night. Yeah, and he went in and shut down the Mets again. What, did he give up one hit or something? Talking I wrote about, this down. Oh, in this particular story. Yeah, uh, three, one, hits. three hits. Three yeah, hits. Six innings for Joe Musgrove, three hits, zero runs. Yep. He had a real rough start to his season. If you recall, he was the gentleman, you probably won't recall, in spring training who uh, dropped a kettlebell on his toe. I do not recall foot, this. And he had a bit of, I think it was a toe fracture. So he started the year late and first few starts did not look himself. But since about the middle of May, he's been one of the better pitchers in baseball. Man, if you would have told me you could either uh, run into the wall with your toe or drop a uh, kettlebell, kettlebell on it, yeah. I would have taken run into a wall with my toe. But I would agree. Yeah. This, that seems to be more a bigger injury than dropping a kettlebell well, on Well, you toe. know what they say, Al. Usually the broken bones heal a little faster or better or more solidly than those ligament issues that, Is that you right? have. Yeah. Who says this? Doctors? I think so, yeah. You know, the bone heals and you move on. So I didn't miss Aaron Judge coming back, right? He ain't still ain't here. Oh, he's not here. What? Nope. Not going to Seattle. Obviously not to play in the All-Star game. Not even going to hang out. Good. Going to go home and rest up. Good. I, I, that's bad optics if he rolled up to Seattle for the uh, All-Star game. Is it just to game. hang yep. out? Just to hang out. Why, why is optics. that bad optics? Because it's like, um, 
He's hanging out in the Yankee dugout. What's the difference? You've seen well, him. Watch the games. You see him. He's you know every time the guy comes in after hits a home run, high five in the dugout. He's yeah. there. I I just don't want him having fun at an All Star game. Oh. if he's uh, not playing, you could be in the dugout, but no smiling, no laughing. Yeah, be like if no uh, high fiving. If I called out sick with COVID and then you see me um, dining out eh. that same night, I don't know. You'd be if like it's quite what? the same. What? I'm not well, sure. He's dining out, but hey, he's gonna go home, rest up, maybe hang out with the wife. Get off his feet a little bit. I suppose. It's a very strange situation. It's very strange. You know, they update it, and they don't give you much. And then it's almost like when he speaks next, it's kind of like he, he paints. It's almost like he paints a, a bleaker picture. Than the, it's like he's almost letting wanting to let you know, just because the team is making it sound like everything, you know, I'm going to be back at some point. Yeah. Listen, I'm still I got a lot of pain here. Probably going to need surgery in the offseason. I'm doing what I can, but we'll right. see. He's not giving you much hope. I'm not even knocking the guy. Like, it's his body. I mean, people say, it's a toe. Who cares? Get back. Yeah. Look at what a toe injury's done to DJ LeMayu. How's his How's his career looking right about now? Not great. No. And if you, I'm sorry. You can't convince me. It's not somehow connected to that. The guy was hitting 290 last year after the All-Star break, which I get it. He's normally over a 300 hitter, but 290, respectable. And then he went right down the drain, missed the postseason, and now he's hitting, now he's hitting 220. Can we At the all-star break. replace his toe with a bionic toe? That might not be a bad idea. It's the big toe, it's right? It's the great toe. What if we took one off <laughs> a cadaver? Sure. And attached it. I thought I'd get you on the great. Why is it? Why did when, I keep making this point? It's repetitive. But why? when did it go from big to great? Why is it now the great toe? I never heard that phrase. I had neither until this judge injury. Great toe. No, it's the big toe. The Yankees even put it in their official thing, you know, release or whatever, update. They called it the great toe. Maybe for Aaron Judge, it's a great toe. I guess. He probably has a... His big toe is probably the size of my closed fist. Massive. Right? I, I, I don't know about that. Man. Probably very long, I would have to imagine. Big, long toe. Big, long, great toe. That's why it's a great toe. You think that wife of his rubs his big toes? <laughs> <laughs> Only if he's uh, a foot guy. Ooh. I hope he gets one of those bionic penises. <laughs> no, no, bionic toe. <laughs> It's the toe. Oh, my bad. Sorry. It's the toe we need. Oh, boy. A bionic toe. Yeah. Robot toe. I, I regret to inform you, Fleegs and I did the warm-up Wednesday, Thursday, Friday what? last week. All sports. All sports? All sports. The well, only, this is sports, bionic the toes. Only sli- I know, but I, at some point, I'm sure, we're going to go off the beaten path here. The only thing that was, like, slightly off topic, did you see it all, the uh, Victor Wembenyama and Britney Spears situation? We did that for just a couple of minutes. Okay. A lot of Mets and Yankees. A lot of Mets and Yankees, yeah. yeah. Fleegs is a big uh, Mets complainer. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say sports guys. And you're a big Yankee, so you two would be a great combination. There you go. Oil and water. Next time someone leaves WFAN, you and Fleegs as a show, Mets, Yankees, Opposites. I'll tell you what, I'm going to hold my breath until that happens. <laughs> do not hold your breath, CeeLo. You will die. <laughs> That's correct. I and will. And we do not want you dying. Yeah. By the way, the Mets got hit five times yesterday. Five times. Five. Five hits? That's a lot. Five, they weren't five beanings. They were just happened to be right. hit by pitches. Yeah. That happens to them even last year, again oh. this year. It happens getting a lot. smacked around. Yeah. Did you see uh, Francisco Alvarez? get hit in the Diamondback series. I did, because they, they thought, what, he was hot-dogging a little bit? I don't know if there was anything connected to it. I'm not certain they did it on purpose, but because of what had happened in the game when he hit the home run to tie it up late, and then the running backwards between first and second and all that, it was almost like in real time he got hit, and it was high and tight, fastball got him on the wrist, 
and he kind of took a quick look out as if, you know, I might start something and then thought better of it and went right down the first base. <laughs> I love his explanation after the game through the translator. He's like, I always look at the pitcher quickly just to check and see if he's like, you know, staring me down. Basically, does he want some smoke? You know? Oh, so he's if he if he glances and feels like the pitcher is somewhat apologetic, yeah. like that that got away from me. Now some of these pitchers, yeah, they're good at selling it. They give you the oh, oh man, my I bad. can't believe I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my I'm bad. Sorry. And I saw Tommy Pham, who'd been on a little bit of a nice little hit little streak. Bit. Yeah. I uh, heard his groin in that uh, That's game. That's not what yesterday. you want, Head. That's not how you want to start your all-star break with a no, groin problem. But at least he gets some days off without costing him games. But he was going to get some some game, some days off anyway. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying had he got this groin injury prior you. to this, I mean, before, you right, know. If they had a series beginning tonight. Yes, if they had a series God, tonight. Gotcha. Gotcha. Exactly. If you think he's going to be in the lineup when they return against the Dodgers on, I think it's Friday night? I'm going to guess no. Yeah, I'm going to go no on yeah, that one. Gonna They're going to go like, oh, we're going to give him extra. Yeah, just a little. We want to, as Boone likes to say, I know it's the Mets, nip it in the bud. Yeah, nip it in the bud. Yeah, we're just want to give him a few extra days Bite there. this thing, stay on yeah. top of it, and next thing you know, the guy's out for two months. Right. Like Aaron Judge's big toe. He's <sighs> like, ah, I guess he'll probably miss a game and get think him about, a- He finished that game. Think about that. Yeah, see, that and I don't even remember. fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. I get adrenaline, you know, whatever. But, yeah. And then that like, toe had its... We all were breathing a sigh. We're like, oh, he, he got up. He's okay. All right. Right. And, and here then we the, are a month and a half later. The next day, he got up, and that toe had its own heartbeat. Right. Boom, boom. Probably that night. That's like a cartoon toe. Like in a cartoon, if a, if a cartoon character gets hit with a hammer on yeah. the toe, the... Yeah, and it gets giant, and it, like, glows yeah, red. glows red, yeah. and it's pumping. Oh, yeah. Hmm. All right, let's take a quick break here, Steve. Right. When we get back, let's go over your some more stuff with your Yankees. Okay. I have a couple things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about this Cubs manager getting tossed. Yes. I want to talk to you about the Yankees hitting coach getting canned. Then I've got a couple of... Uh, you got a lot of items here. I've got already. a couple other baseball items to get mm-hmm. to. i got a little NBA situation and a couple other things here. All right. And then I hear that Boomer and Geo are here today. They'll be here at 6 o'clock. Until then, me and CeeLo. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I've got CeeLo with me today. Jerry will be back tomorrow. Elton John played his uh, final performance ever. Is that right? Actually, they're calling it his... Uh, it was his final tour he was on. It was like a three-year tour. It was his final time of touring. He's not going on tour again. All right. And he completed it uh, this weekend in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. And he finished up with a goodbye yellow brick road. Oh. Now, he didn't say he's never going to perform again. Yeah, that's different than touring. Yeah, he's just not going to tour again. Right. He's not going to go city to city to city. Could pop up somewhere. Might do a Vegas residency. Sure. Might uh, do a one-off here and there, but he's just not Ward going show on show of tour. some sort, maybe. Something like that. Mm. One fellow I've never uh, seen live, Elton John. Same. Yeah, I, 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 I would like to have seen him. Well, you'll have to maybe pop up at one of these one-offs. Or yeah. if it's a Vegas residency, there's a good excuse for you to head out to the desert. Perfect. Yeah. I'll say this. If he goes and does a Vegas residency, You're I'm in. in. Just try to avoid the COVID this time. Exactly. Okay. He seems like one of those guys has way too many songs that I'd be like, I don't know what he's even singing. <laughs> yeah. I'd, like, I'd need to go if it was a greatest hits package. That's why. I'm not sure I would do well at one of those shows. Yeah. But I uh, certainly have plenty of respect for his career. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. Now, CeeLo, you and New York Yankees have decided that the uh, reason why they are uh, eight games back in the division is because of hitting coach Dylan Lawson. Yeah, I don't know if it's that simple, but okay, go ahead. He got the axe. <laughs> yes, he did. Now, I was reading this. I didn't. I did not know this. Isn't weird wow. that it uh, the first time in Brian Cashman's twenty six year GM career that he has axed a manager or coach during the season. I got to be honest. I did not know that either. Yeah, that is pretty remarkable. I would have thought a lower level guy like a hitting coach would have yeah, been bounced coach, before. Pitching coach somewhere in, along in the way. Twenty six years. That is pretty wild. Oh, now they've weird. had a couple guys that have had to take a leave of absence, like for an illness or something, yeah. and someone pinch hit filled in for them, but that's different. Yeah. What do you make of this though? I mean not a whole the, lot. But why why even do this? Um, I think it's some to try and change something. They always say you can't change the players, you can't change all the players, you can change the coaches. Right? They can't fire all the players in the middle of the year. That'd be crazy. So now the key is this. If you told me they fired him and they're just you know going to promote from within, then to me, uh, who cares? It's the same message because it's an organizational philosophy that they want these guys bringing to the players. But they're going to bring – they say they're bringing somebody in from the outside. So that would lend me to believe that maybe there'll be a little bit of a different approach, different strategy, different philosophy, fresh perspective. They have a couple of guys that were working under him. That's amazing to me, too. Remember, you used to just be a hitting coach. Now there's a hitting coach, and not one, but two assistant hitting coaches. So there's three hitting coaches. Correct, yes. Now, again, I'm sure working collectively as a unit, and there's a lot of video to go through these days and analytics to sort through. So I guess they felt like they needed more than one guy. But he was the lead guy and had originated from their minor league system and kind of come up the ranks with some of their younger players. Um, But it, it obviously has not worked out. Now, when this guy sits with the likes of Donaldson and Stanton and LeMahieu, I mean, how much, how much can he really be bringing to them? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. All I know is Anthony Volpe, and I get we're making probably too much out of it than we should, met up with his minor league buddy Austin Wells, whatever it is, a month ago or so now. They have a little chicken parm dinner at Volpe's house. They're looking back at old videos of him, and they notice a change that he made that's led to him hitting more consistently over the course of the last four to five weeks. So maybe it's not as complicated as we all make it out to be. Yeah, it is weird, and maybe it's my baseball ignorance, CeeLo, that I think that when you make it to the major leagues, you are uh, pretty much know what you're doing. You're your own hitting coach. Right. Yeah. So, But then I look, and through John Elway's career, he had Gary Kubiak, a backup quarterback, as his then became his quarterback's coach, and... That's always strange to me, too. I don't know. Like, other than doing what this Volpe and his uh, chicken parm friend of his. Yeah, Austin Wells. Austin Wells did. Maybe that uh, that is something that they do, and and it's just something that, uh, that the hitter gets into a groove of doing something bad that they don't know they're doing, and until they see it on video, they go, hey, what if you did this instead? I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I know that they're analyzing a lot of this stuff. So I'm not suggesting that these hitting coaches just sit around, you know, and spit sunflower seeds all day and collect a paycheck. They're doing something. But do you think like a guy Everyone's like doing something? Let's do nothing. <laughs> Maybe that's what they should, that's the approach they should take. Do you think a guy like Stanton, when the hitting coach goes, yeah, that's what I mean, Giancarlo, right? Hey, I got Dylan Lawson. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. the, the look on Stanton's face? Right. Like, is he really taking him seriously? That's Maybe. what I mean. I don't know. I don't know. Is he I taking him seriously? Question. If he is, it ain't working. 
It, well, let me correct myself. It worked on Saturday. Up, it did work Saturday. Up until then, it really hadn't worked a whole lot. Do you think he, like, there's got to be certain players that the batting coach doesn't even want to approach. I would send that guy an email. <laughs> hey, Giancarlo. Here's what I've noticed. Still in Lawson here's here. Here's my report. Yes. Something here I yeah. attached a PDF of where yeah. I think your swing is off. I'll see you in the dugout during the game. <laughs> <laughs> you have any questions? I'm not going to approach you. You got any questions uh, you want to see me? Yeah. I have open door policy. Here's the only thing with this guy. And now this did not happen recently. This is almost two months or actually about two months ago. I don't know if you remember at the time. He gave quotes to, I forget which beat writer it was. Maybe it was The Athletic. Maybe it was one of the newspapers. This Dylan Lawson when the Yankees were struggling out of the gate, much as they still are offensively. And he said something along the lines of, I don't give a bleep what our offensive rankings are. And his broader point was as long as we're winning games. But it's like, you're not the manager. Like, you're the hitting coach. Like, your job is to get the offense to produce. So you may be winning games, but early on in the year it was because they were pitching the hell out of the baseball. And they had starters and bullpen ERA yeah. was amongst the best in the in baseball. So I'm sorry. As the hitting coach, you don't get to use that as just like the, well, hey, no, no worries here. We're above 500. We're playing well. Doesn't matter that our offense sucks or that so and so is hitting, you know, a buck 80. Right. Because you're only responsible for yeah, that one little right. item. That would be like the offensive coordinator being like, oh, we're winning games because our defense kicks ass. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care. We're getting a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I remember recently hearing somebody who was an expert guitar player talk about still taking guitar lessons is weird but i guess this is similar to trying to think like do major league hitters still need hitting coaches and i guess they do nobody's perfect you're always tinkering trying to always learn tinkering, trying to get right. better now the guitar thing is a little different because there's no defense there like in sports there's an opposition who you while you're studying all your video yeah they're doing the same thing against you and for themselves like so their job is to okay he met like same with volpe he made an adjustment. I'm sure teams are like, okay, I see what he's doing different. Now how do we attack this new version of Anthony Volpe? And, like, that's a constant cat and mouse game, chess game. I mean, that's why pitchers face the same team in consecutive starts. The second time, they're going to have to come up with a different game plan and a different approach because if they just go out and be like, nope, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to feature the fastball. I'm going to use this breaking pitch. I'm going to throw this pitch in this sequence. Like, that's, these teams don't forget start to start. They don't even look at Domingo Herman yesterday. Couldn't wait to get him out of the game. They don't want these guys facing the same lineup a third time through on the same day. Yeah, it's very strange. And they have to face these teams sometimes four or five times a year if they're in your division. So you're constantly tinkering and coming up with differences. And the same, I think, goes for the hitters as they're facing these different pitchers. Let me ask you this in comparison to a hitting coach for the Yankees and big-time hitters on the Yankees. I always see it, too, like when I see golfers. Here's a game that doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. Like like Tiger Woods would listen to a caddy sometimes. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, not so much <laughs> as it pertains to the mechanics of his swing. So what's, he, what's the caddy telling A him? lot of things. Club selection, the but wind. Tiger Woods doesn't know what club selection. They do. It's more, a lot of times it's a collaborative effort. Now, the caddy, their job is to, you know, essentially advance scout the golf course. Not just that week, but every day. A lot of times the caddies, so like, for example, if Tiger Woods was had a 1 o'clock tee time because he was towards the lead on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, his caddy's getting up, Joe LaCava, or at the time, um, Stevie Williams, is getting up early to go walk the golf course for that day. They're going to see where are the pins, you know, what are the greens looking like, you know, what do we expect from the wind, like what are the conditions, so that 
you know, if Tiger's standing in the fairway on the seventh hole, he doesn't have the luxury of right, timeout. I'm going to walk all the way up to the green, which is 200 yards away, and get a look see. Like that's the caddy's job, and the player's not going to do that. Like their job is to perform in that round. Like yeah, they'll go get to the course, they'll go through their warm up on the driving range, they'll go to the practice green to hit some putts, but they're not out there scouting the golf course day in, day out. That's the caddy's job. So is this what the hitting coach should be doing for the Yankees? Be like, listen, this pitcher throws a lot. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure that they're involved in coming up with, you know, advanced scouting reports and giving them all those numbers and those breakdowns. And it's more prevalent and available than it ever has been before. The numbers, I mean, we laugh at some of the things that these, you know, Geo got Bodingo that time with the you know flump. flump. Yeah, I mean, but that's the kind of stuff that we're that we're dealing with now. These guys go back to the dugout and they've got instant analysis available on tablets. You know, so like it's, and that's why I think they have three hitting coaches, a main and two assistants. A lot to go through. A lot to go through. There's a lot to cover. Now, yesterday, early on, I think it was the first inning was uh, David David Ross. Ross. See you later. Got tossed. Yeah. Here's what I don't uh, like, and I think Major League Baseball needs to change this. David Ross got tossed while he was in the dugout. For arguing balls and strikes. Correct. Which you can't do. Which you can't do. Right. Guess what? You can't come out on the turf now to argue with me. Oh, I, you're thought gonna, I thought you were going to say you should be able to say something from the dugout. That happened to Aaron Boone recently. Right, his, like, his most recent ejection, he's like, we said one thing, and the guy threw me out of the game. Yeah. and then like, they'll i got to be able to say more than one thing. Yeah, then they go, uh, David Ross is going to get his money's worth. That's right. No, you're out of the game. The minute you step on the field, suspension by Major League Baseball. But then we miss out on these, you know, fun, demonstrative, over-the-top discussions that they have. I suppose. Did you, pick, did you catch the hot mic with David Ross yesterday? No, what did he say? He, I, I clipped it. I, something along the lines of, like, it's the last goddamn game before the break, and you're this bad already? Like, something <laughs> along those lines. It was better than that. So they caught He had him. himself quite a, a sequence, because we play, well, you guys were out last week. He, um, I forget if he got ejected in this game or not, but it was Cubs-Brewers in Milwaukee. The Cubs ended up winning the game, but the Brewers at their park there has the retractable roof. They closed it like in the eighth inning, and it was some question about the timing of it. Was it Were they doing it to benefit themselves? And he also had beef with the home plate umpire. So like his post-game press conference was like, it was a very short sequence, but it was just very matter-of-fact. He was expletive this, expletive that. Like he was... He was not happy. He was yeah. ticked at the umpire, and then they asked him. They tried to ask him, like, "Do you think the Brewers were doing that?" And he, in like three seconds, dropped like four expletives. So I, I mean, I would play it, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just beep, 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 yeah. beep. Can't even. It was tell. just so quick. Matter of fact, not some long drawn out thing. Like he couldn't get the words out fast enough. So you like that the, we get to see that as part of the yeah, game? Yeah, look, I don't want them carrying on for you know too long. But yeah, let them come out, come out and uh, say their piece. I like when the umpires go back at them too, and they get up close. And I like that as well. Spitting in each other's face unintentionally, yes. of course. Yes. You know, the gums coming out and the seeds and the chewing tobacco or whatever they might be doing. Yeah, I love a good face-to-face yeah. battle. Yeah. Now, I also see that um, uh, the Tigers threw a combined no-hitter. Yeah. This will happen on Saturday. Who cares? Exactly. Honestly. I'm sorry. I liked that even uh, Howie Rose I saw on social media. He didn't care. He said, I know I should care, but I don't care. I see now. I'd have to go back and I don't remember if Howie cared. Didn't the Mets have a combined no-no? Yeah, recently in the last did. couple of years, I don't remember how he handled that. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, he doesn't seem to. Oh, they're they're nothing special. A combined perfect game would be cool. Yes, I'll give you that. 
and a and a straight perfect game, obviously. Oh. Even the straight no hitter is like okay. You had a good you had a good night. I missed the nice. Domingo Herman perfect game. Even that though was just out of nowhere for us here on the East Coast. You know, late at night they're in Oakland against a crappy team. Not now. I don't listen. No one else is throwing a perfect. It? No one else is throwing a perfect game or a no hitter against the A's this year. So I can kind of push that argument aside. But I don't know. It's just a randomness to it when you consider the opponent. Where and when it took place, the pitcher who's, I mean, threw well yesterday, but is you know he's a he's a back end of the rotation guy. He's not a dominant starting pitcher. So good for him. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. But it's just kind of like, all right, that was cool, you know. And yeah, we move will, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no Sterling, no K. Yeah, it was Ryan say, Rucco and Justin Shackle on the calls, which is great for them. There was not a lot of buzz. No. Around them. there was not. I think had it been done here. In the Bronx, the Yankee Stadium against a more reputable team, there might have been, but late night West Coast against the A's, yeah, it was lacking some juice. And why did they pull him out uh, so early yesterday after giving up only one <laughs> hit in six <laughs> innings? All right, <laughs> I this is all the rage right now. I heard McMonagle, by the way, Chris McMonagle debuted the new oh, overnight the host. The, he's he's ready. This is his new runway now. Okay, so not just a. Not parachuting in, and I'll see you in a few weeks. So that was uh, the gist of a lot of at least what I heard since I got in around 4 o'clock. Uh, this is the, the typical thing. People want to kill Aaron Boone. I can see it both ways in that in this particular instance, they take Herman out to bring in, I think it was what, Ian Hamilton? Here's the play right here, Al. He gets a pop-up and a double play ball to Gleyber Torres. Would have been inning over. Lead still in place, but Torres boots the ball, and the next thing you know, it's a tie game. So I get that. I also understand the fact of, okay, you know, this is not Garrett Cole. Here's a guy, yes, he threw a perfect game recently, but his you know, his numbers have been mediocre. And third time through the lineup, they got a guy coming up that just took him deep in his last at bat. He's mixed in a couple of walks. The bullpen's rested and fresh. Like, I get all that stuff. I do. My issue is, like, I think Aaron Boone, even before the game, was like, well, it's going to be a lot of bullpen today because they, they can't wait to get their relievers into these games. And, yes, the Yankee bullpen's excellent up until these last few days, and they still might, had the best bullpen ERA in the sport before they had a couple of rough games here, uh, including one last week against the Orioles. But it's like the, 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 the predetermination. You're basically saying, I don't care what happens in the game. I'm not. Even, it doesn't matter. I'm not even really watching or paying attention. I know it's not that simple, but that's the vibe they give off. No, I must get this guy in here. I know we're going to the bullpen here. Like, that is what bothers me about baseball today. And mathematically, I get that it might not be the best approach. Like, I understand these guys want to be slaves to the numbers. And, hey, the stats check out. And Herman's numbers third time through the order suck. I get all that. But, like, we've taken the human element out of the game in so many ways that it's, like, not enjoyable for me anymore as a baseball fan or a viewer. I don't care if you tell me that mathematically that was the right move. Like, I want to watch the game and day in, day out, night in, night out, not know what's coming next. Let the players determine what's happening on the field instead of us being slave to the numbers and the computers and the analytics. Like, it just it just drives me nuts. It sucks the emotion and the human element out of the game, Al. I can't stand it. You wanted to unfold... Naturally, like okay, maybe today's the day that you know Herman. He's 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 going great. Things are things are working. And I, again, I'm not talking specifically about yesterday's game because if Torres fields the ball and they turn two, we're not having this conversation most likely today. But guess what? We'd be having it next week or two weeks from now when inevitably the same thing happens again. 
Now, I also saw, I was reading the New York Post uh, article about the Yankee game yesterday, and they were asking him uh, after the game, they asked Aaron Boone about uh, Glaber Torres booting that ball. Yeah. And he said, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't really doesn't make a have lot of an errors. inordinate amount yeah. of errors or something like that. And then in the following line in yeah. the article, it said he leads uh, baseball second, yeah. <laughs> second right. baseman yeah. errors. Yep. So incorrect. Poked the hole right in that one quickly. Incorrect. And that wasn't just in the post. That was all over social media. Oh, they had that everywhere. For people right. that actually still are on social media or Twitter or whatever. Yes, whatever it is. All right, quick break here, CeeLo. When we come back, I got a couple of there. I got an NBA note. Oh, I have, <clears throat> pardon me, I have a media note. Okay. I have another MLB note. All right. And that's going to get us. Any soccer? Hockey? No soccer. No, okay. no hockey. A big uh, CONCACAF match between the U.S. and Canada went to penalty kicks last night. Is that, that soccer? Yeah. I uh, did not see that. All right. U.S. into the semis. Semis of what? The World Cup? Whatever this, is it Gold Cup? I only follow Eddie? the World Cup. <laughs> Women's World Cup coming up. I not think later this month. All right. What is it? Were you asking Eddie if it was the Gold Cup? I forget what it's called. I don't know what it's called. I thought it's maybe the World Sports Cup, Center though. at 1 a.m. would have covered that. For you. They no. had the women's game, but not that one. Really? Interesting. And Rodman's kid had two goals. Actually, I did see that. How about that? Dennis Rodman's kid is on the women's uh, soccer team. You just Wales told me you and, didn't uh, care. Friendly. No, I'm a care. I care about her. Oh, okay. I care about anybody who played sp- anybody's uh, offspring who played sports in the 80s and Next 90s. Next generation. Yeah, that I'm, right. and that I'm interested in. Very good. All right, uh, then uh, Boomer and Gio will be here oh, at 6 yeah. o'clock. Oh, yeah. Come on. Welcome back to the warm-up program. CeeLo's got a fast car. By the way, I read an interesting, interesting to note about Tracy Chapman. Yeah. So this is Luke Combs. Yes, my guy Luke Combs covering a great song. Yeah, covering uh, Tracy Chapman. And uh, this went to number one on the country charts. Making Tracy Chapman the first African-American woman to be the sole songwriter on a number one country hit. How about that? How about that? Tracy Chapman's got a bunch of good tunes. Oh, she's outstanding. Oh, she's tremendous. Yeah. Now, that's got to be nice for Tracy Chapman. A little cash in the pocket for this little Luke Combs. Did it mention how many men were on that list? Um, Men what? Like you just said, the first African-American woman to be the lone. No, I did not see. uh, Darius Rucker comes to mind. I don't don't know beyond that. If he's had number one hits? I think he would. I just don't know if he was the sole writer and how many others there might have been before him. I don't know that. That, I was curious if it said that. I'm going to Google that. All right, then. I actually saw this on uh, a music critic's uh, Twitter Mm. feed. He had this uh, brief story about it, which then got me seeing that uh, over this past week, uh, the sports media people who uh, love to uh, dispense their breaking news on Twitter are now all creating Threads accounts. I don't think it's just sports media people. I think it's just people in general. What we ha- This is what I don't understand about social media. We have this already. It's called Twitter. Correct. People are very down on Twitter. Why? Because they this max load of viewership of tweets. I don't know if you, this has crossed your... It has crossed my mind. Okay, well. So, by people the way, don't want to pay. They, don't, they feel like they're being scammed. I don't want to pay either, and I'm not paying, well, but go. here's the thing. When Twitter tells me I can only read 600 tweets a day, thank you for giving me a limit. I'm just telling you what people, why it's bothering people. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful they're putting a limit on it. Help me. Help me. Help, help me. You. Help me help you. You help me get off your platform. Name, thank you. Name the movie, Al. 
help, help me. me. Uh, that's Jerry Maguire. Very good. Look at you. Nice. Sad done. story. Nicely produced. I saw Jerry Maguire in a movie theater on Easter by myself. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and where, what state were you in for that? I was living in Florida. Wow. Doing a sports radio in Tampa, Florida. That's and, incredible. Uh, I couldn't just fly home to see my family for Easter, and oh, I had no, no friends. Check out <laughs> <And> a matinee. <laughs> I went to a matinee to see Jerry Maguire. That's awesome. On oh, yes. Easter. I oh, love yeah. it. How how many people were in that theater? I... Give or take, can you remember? Can't, no, it was not a lot. Very... It no. was not a lot. Because it was a legitimately a Easter Sunday that's, matinee. That's great. And I sat in the back. <laughs> I saw Jerry Maguire. Excellent. Is that you... the only time you've seen Jerry Maguire? No. Okay. But I I do remember that it was on a, a very sad Easter. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing, I, I here's, I'll tell you this. I went and made a Threads account. Is that right? Only because, again, I will admit, saw everyone else doing it. Here was my concern. I was like, just in the off chance that, like, Twitter just shuts down and ceases to exist or yeah. nobody's there, how am I going to, like, I've, I've got... T- built up almost 30,000 followers on Twitter. And that's not me patting myself on the back, but it's like, I'm going to have to reestablish yes. all of that from You're gonna have scratch. To reestablish. Come yes, on, you man. Are. God, talk about something that sounds miserable that I want no part of. It's tough. It's like 15 years in the making. Correct. God. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that's you. what they say. I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't I've like it Twitter. either yet. I, I've got an Instagram. Yeah. That's enough. Well, this is an Instagram Whatever you want to call it, platform, a meta company, app. Yeah, they, it's the same owners of Facebook, Instagram, yeah, I, Threads. I can't do it, man. But I have noticed that Twitter is not. It's not as busy, like especially when I'm at work. Yeah, and that's this is. It's less about the max viewership thing for me. I use TweetDeck when I'm at work, so I can. Do you have you ever used TweetDeck? Yes, I do. Okay, so so I can space everything out. I have my lists categorized by sport, so that as news comes in, you know, I can filter through. But this new tweet deck that's come out is a nightmare. Is that it right? It is so bad compared to what was once there. Yeah. And on top of that, I feel like what's going on, it's it's being impacted. It's being affected. It doesn't refresh. I'm not seeing as many. Like, there's some kind of there's some kind of funny business going on here behind the scenes. I'm going to get a Threads account if Eddie Scazzari gets one. Yeah, well, we know that's not happening. <laughs> Imagine this Eddie jumps on and he's like, you know what? I'm uh, jumping I'm in, on yeah, th- finally, jump in on Threads. This is where I'm going to get into the dance. <laughs> I'm going to join the party on Threads. Yeah, wasn't interested in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> yeah. or TikTok, nope. but you know, this is Threads Thread. sounds interesting. Yeah, that's good. Threads where your timeline is full of people that you don't follow. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there's yeah, just random, ass, random people. I'm out for that. Uh-huh. So uh, I also saw... Uh, this uh, this fella on the Reds is uh, Ellie ve- Dela Cruz. Ellie Dela Cruz is yeah. very exciting. Yeah, he. Uh, I watched that inning where he stole second base, he stole third base, then he stole home plate. Stole home on in between the same pitches. He stole second and yeah. third. Just just kept basically. Hey, pitcher's not watching. I'm I'm just gonna go home. Yeah, <laughs> and then I see he's not part of this All Star game. Uh, that stinks. Get him there. Has he? He's been up for. I a need month, him there. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, I need I him underst- stealing home base in the All Star yeah, game. I get that. I think. Look, fan voting, obviously, and then I think the reserves are voted by the players now. Yeah, let's get him in there. He's played thirty games. <laughs> Perfect. That's an All Star to me. In fairness, he's hitting three twenty five. Yeah, four homers, sixteen RBIs. He has sixteen stolen bases already, and an OPS near nine hundred. So what have he's we definitely this? produced? What if we just got him there and go, listen, pinch runner? 
But you get again, him late in a game, pinch runner, CeeLo? He's taking the spot of somebody else who yes. would have been voted deemed <laughs> worthy. Like Francisco Lindor is not in the All-Star game. Hmm. Wasn't even named as a replacement. Wow. So and you could say he's hitting, you know, 220, 225, but the rest of his numbers are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. So, hmm. and this kid plays shortstop. I mean. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's going to be a problem. Correct. Now, you said you went over this uh, when you had um, Fliegelman in here. We did. Briefly. A little bit, yeah. This situation with, uh, how do you say this fella's name? Victor Vic- Wembenyama. Okay. Or they call him Wemby for short. Victor Wembenyama. Wembenyama. He's uh, with the Spurs. He was drafted. Number one Eagle, overall. Number one? Yes. Number there was one like overall. a foregone conclusion for as long as I've been paying attention. Now, Britney Spears, who we know, a uh, singer. Right up Gio's alley, this she, whole thing. She, I guess, was excited to see him in public. Yeah, well, he stands out. He's quite large. And she ran over to tap him on the shoulder to say hello, and uh, someone from his uh, security staff pushed her or slapped her arm backhanded away. backhanded was the term that I, Back, I read. Yeah. Backhanded her away. <laughs> and then he went out and had a, a terrible... Summer League game. Yeah, well, he killed it last night or yesterday. Yeah, he so did kill cares? last night. Uh, so they were, the Britney Spears fans were saying, don't mess with Britney. Yeah. I'm Britney bitch. Well, there was also disagreement between her version of the events and his crew's version of the events. Right, but then a TMZ video come, came out. Is that right? I've yes. not seen the video. It's blurry. Okay. Shocker. <laughs> but I'm on Team Britney on this one. A little aggressive, a little rough? Yeah, like... If a woman wants to run up and tap a basket, big gigantic basketball player on the back and say what up, you can't slap her away. Who's this guy got security already? Yeah, I wouldn't a, know this guy if he walked in the room. Other you, than he'd yeah, probably be the tall one. You would, yeah, you would. You would. I don't know this guy. He's he's enormous. Dude. I know. No, I'm aware of enormous guys. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. If I saw an enormous guy, uh-huh. I would know. You see a lot of, you know, seven seven plus footers walking around, do you? No, but I'm saying if I saw a seven footer, uh-huh. he would definitely stand out, but I wouldn't go, that's Victor Wambanyana. Okay. I don't know who that's that you. is. A lot of other people who care about sports pay attention. So they know I would tell you if I. The fact that Britney Spears knew and you don't, I think kind of well, says. Well, she must love the oh, NBA. we need to know. <laughs> How did she know who I, that is? I'm not sure. Maybe someone from her entourage. I, I don't know the answer to that question. Or maybe she just saw a very tall, athletic yeah. man, and she said, right. this must be somebody. Let me get a picture. Let me get a photo. Fleeg's made a good point. I'm not sure if he's the only one. He's like, there's no way she tapped him on the shoulder. Like, she's she's he's two feet taller than her. She can't even reach his shoulder. Right. She tapped him on the small of the back. <laughs> and that's maybe why the security what? team was like, hey, don't yeah. be touching my guy there. I, you're right. Here. She is tiny, Britney Spears. Well, I mean, she's not, I don't even know if she's tiny, but, like, we're all, we're, listen, I'm tiny compared to this guy. I'm 5'7", and he's anywhere. I still can't, some say 7. I've seen as much as 7'4". Like, I will he's say, almost 2 feet taller than me. Like, Do you understand? I yeah. once stood next at a Nick practice next to Carmelo Anthony, who's, I think, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and I felt tiny. You were a small so tack boy. on another. How about a break? Oh, let's take a break. Is Amy Lawrence doing the Sports Minute She is. And guess what it's on, Al? Victor Wambanyana. Nailed it. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. Oh, hi there. Uh, Jerry will be back tomorrow, but uh, CeeLo's with me today. We have a few more seconds here, CeeLo. Yeah. I did see you being the big Yankee fan that you are, that uh, Carlos Rodon got uh, a start on Friday night and did pretty good. He did. He's got to build up stamina a little bit. So will, will he'll be uh, back in the regular rotation when oh, we yeah. get out of this All-Star Colorado, break? Colorado, yep. Coming up later this week. You know, I'm not even sure where the All-Star game is this year. Where did you say Seattle. it was? Seattle. You got uh, Pete Alonso in the Home Run Derby again tonight. Going for his third title. Is that city still blocking off downtown? Uh, I don't even know what that is. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.